Welcome to Independence, the FIC podcast. In this bonus episode, Adrian Reynolds, FIC's Head of National Ministries, speaks to Mez McConnell, one of the pastors in Nidri Community Church in Edinburgh, about his new book. This interview was recorded at the 2021 FIC Leaders Conference in Edinburgh. Thanks, Mez, for joining me to talk about your book, um, which is going to be out by the time this podcast comes out. Tell us what the title is. It's The Least, The Last and The Lost. And what's it about? Um, Basically, it is uh, my life's work. 20 years I've been in ministry, and it's uh, a challenge to the United Kingdom Church specifically to rethink everything that we are doing and financially supporting uh, in terms of ministry am- among the poorest people in, in our society. Yeah. It's, it's pretty obvious as you read through it, you kind of, you've poured your life into this work and it's yeah, yeah. reflected yeah. in the book, I think. Yeah. And um, you know, some of your concerns and some of the things you see that it's, it's a pretty powerful book. Um, it, it begins, doesn't it, with, with descriptive section, yeah. based on some research you've done and just kind yeah. of identifying and yeah. some really helpful descriptions of poverty yeah. and exactly what that is. Because it's, it's not straightforward, is it, defining no. that? No, and we used a lot of sources. So, I mean, part of, the, part of the thing of the book, which I haven't mentioned, which you should mention, is um, there is, a, uh, when everybody gets a copy of the book, there's a, there's a QR code at the back which gains them access to all of our research. We spent a lot of years, we spent four years researching, or I paid a researcher yeah, yeah. With, with the FIC for four years to research um, where are the poorest communities across the United Kingdom. And so we put a lot of background work and study. And what was interesting is we used about six or seven different um, study sources, like Joseph Roundtree Foundation, uh, stuff on um, uh, 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 from children. And what was interesting is not any one of those institutions could come up with a definition of poverty that everybody agreed on. It's just so complex that it's not as easy as people think. And so we, I, discuss, I think the six or seven, yeah. I briefly just state to people, look, this is, this is, these, are, these are the issues, these are some of the problems before we actually yeah. get into what the Bible says. And I, I guess people looking um, in from the outside, we, t- we tend to oversimplify things all the time, don't we? Yeah, I think we can, I think we can oversimplify things. I can... I, I, I don't even think it's things. Sometimes I think we oversimplify like a, a cultural class of people. I mean, this, I'm, and this yeah, isn't just yeah. like one way. This, this, is, this is working class, middle class, non-working class, you know. Um, I think we all are guilty of simplifying and um, not, not fully appreciating it each other's culture yeah. so there's, la- there's, there's layers within oh, layers loads of layers yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, and what struck me as well is that some of the, the issues and problems are very complex as well but, and so yeah. there aren't simple solutions to no. complex problems are no, no exactly yeah. that's right yeah. then in the middle section of the book you get into some of the, kind of the theological backbone thinking yeah. about what does the bible say about poverty what's yeah. God's concern for the yeah. poor and, and just the, the role of the local church yeah. in that I, I guess lots of Christians will kind of salve their consciences by saying well you know I give to this or I give to that yeah, and yeah. it's quite an interesting statistic you quote from the EA about you know 75% of people have given to a, a poverty charity or whatever in the yeah, last yeah, year yeah, yeah. Why, why are Christians so, so in love with the parachurch I, I don't necessarily think they're in love with the parachurch I think the problem is that local churches for whatever reasons in the last 50 years in the United Kingdom the, the distance between um, particularly theologically conservative evangelical Christianity uh, uh, the gap between a la- that largely middle class culture and people who live in council estates 
uh, and in other rural communities has got so wide that Christians just don't know what's the best way to help people who are less well off than them, who are suffering from all sorts of mental health issues, addiction issues. And so what they do is they give them to institutions who say, look, we're doing the work and then they just sort of farm out their responsibility yeah, yeah, to these institutions. Yeah. I don't think the issue is that, and I say it in the book, the issue isn't that Christians aren't generous. The issue isn't that, I don't think there's any Christians in the UK who are seriously saying, we don't care about the poor, we don't care about what's... I think, the, uh, and they're giving millions a year, I think the issue is that they're not, uh, they're not well taught on um, how to give to people in need but how to give in a way that's not going to harm them in the yeah. long term so that's one of the things you say quite strongly in the book which I found really helpful is that actually some of these things that people are doing in good conscience exactly actually yeah. end up being harmful now yeah. that would be a surprise to some people so yeah. just just walk us through it a little bit I mean how can how can supporting a food bank for example be harmful isn't, isn't that a good mercy ministry yeah so I mean that, that that's a, that's a good example so um, everybody thinks I hate food banks but actually I support <laughs> food banks um, there are three categories I talk about in the book that the, that, that, that the worldwide aids agencies use. They call it relief, and I'm, forgot, I'm going to forget the other two. Um, relief. People will have to buy the book. Yeah, development or something. I can't yeah. remember. Anyway, it, it, the point is this, is that a food bank, giving out a food parcel to someone in immediate need is a godly thing to do, right? There's absolutely no problem with that. The problem I've got with many food banks that operate either outside of churches and sometimes in churches is they're giving handouts to people constantly week in week out month in month out year in year out and actually people aren't being helped they're not being moved along uh, uh, and, and, and a lot of the time particularly from my own experience guys who are let's just say at it uh, uh, drug addicts criminals etc are going along to these places taking advantage of the naivety of those who run it and actually some a lot of these ministries are actually funding and um, actually keeping more people on the streets than they get him off the streets and church is missing the opportunity to actually preach the gospel I mean I think yeah I mean a lot of them preach the gospel and part of the problem is not they pre don't preach the gospel a lot of them preach the gospel they share the love of Jesus my problem is was what happens when they're converted so a guy goes to him bank uh, your, your, your food bank let's say he's got some complex psychological problems which is more than likely some sort of addiction he gets let's say he's right i hear about jesus i'm going to follow jesus suddenly he's now transported into a middle class congregation who largely have absolutely no idea what to do with him and also which is your story right yeah From and also their yeah. their view of discipleship is so inadequate that these guys just end up slipping through the gaps yeah. in the church. So. so moving into the last section, but really you get into application, you know, yeah. what, what can I do? Yeah. And you say that's one of the questions you're asked a lot is, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm convicted by this. What can I do? Yeah. So let's say I'm, I'm leading a church, yeah. um, which is quite, you know, not self-satisfied in a yeah, simple yeah, yeah. way, but they're doing the things they, you know, they give them to tier fund. They think yeah, they're yeah. supporting this and supporting that. How can I help that church just shift its trajectory from perhaps to some of the things they've been doing to, to yeah. some of the stuff that you're talking in the books? Yeah. So to be clear, I'm not saying don't support yeah, yep, yep. tier fund or I'll tell you that. like that. All right. Uh, what I am saying is, as a pastor, you've got to ask yourself these questions. Um, am I 
is our community reaching into the harder parts of our town, our village? Because poverty is not just in inner cities, okay? Are, are we reaching the rough areas? Because we've all got rough areas in our community. We know them, we know them by name, whatever town or city we're in. Who, who's reaching out with the gospel? If no one is, what are we going to do about it? Because there's people there who need to hear about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Secondly, in many middle-class churches, there are always a handful of people who are either involved in some sort of food bank ministry or have got a heart for the poor or some sort of... Rather than just thinking of them as sort of fringe, you yeah. know, here we go, it's so-and-so, yeah. the they're yeah. talking yeah. about that yeah. again. Yeah. How can you encourage them in what they're doing and um, give them a platform in the local church to be able to better inform the church of what's going on? And then thirdly, as a church, maybe we, well not maybe, we need to be moving large amounts of our funding away from these temporary relief ministries and into, I think, local churches yeah. in and these communities that are struggling. You've got in the book some stories of churches who have done that yeah. and some helpful suggestions, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really good. Yeah. What, what about if I'm a pastor in a kind of mixed area? Yeah. Because some, some of these deprived communities you're describing are not, are not clearly delineated, no, are they? Exactly, yeah. Um, so, you know, I spent eight years in East London and it's, it's half of it is gentrified, half of it is some of the yeah, poorest yeah, yeah. part of London. So what about, you know, I'm a pastor in one of these places which basically has become a middle-class enclave. Yeah, yeah. Um, how, how do I start going about thinking, you know, I, I really want to be reaching everybody around me and, yeah. and, and really got a heart for the poor? I, I, I use an example in the book about this. There's a lots, of, a lots of sort of evangelical churches, FIC particularly, they sort of, with the change of the boundaries over the last 50 years, they, that, you know, they sort of now say, let's say there's a sort of middle class community, this here, and then around, around them dotted, there's, you know, you know maybe there's a, a, a council estate here, but maybe there's a, a street here that's got some rich people, some poor people. And so it has to start with the leadership. If leadership are saying, well, we're here, we're a bit more of a middle class enclave, we're sort of reaching this side of the city, but not this side of the city. And leaders will often say to me, how do I, how do I encourage people um, to give it all up for Jesus and, and maybe start a ministry there? And I would say to leader, you sell your house here and you move there and set the example. Most leaders just laugh at that and yeah, instantly yeah. dismiss it. And I'm like, the problem is we can blame parachurch institutions. We can blame all these things, but they're, they're not really to blame. Who's really to blame is local church pastors who are not basically... Ser they're not willing to count the cost, are they? They're not willing to count the cost, but they're not taking... Uh, they're, they're not taking the fact that over half of our country who aren't middle class, they're not, edu they're not university educated, they're never going to go into a church building on their own and they're not taken seriously just how dire the situation is. And so they're always looking for someone else or I'll give money or I'll do this and, I'm, 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 and my thing is before you give money we should be, we should be giving ourselves. So we need to, if we want to change our people's mindsets, we want to change how our people give and what they give to, we've got to change ourselves, right? Yeah. So it starts with the it? It's got to, yeah. it's got to start it with the pastor. It doesn't start with the elders. Um, and one of the interesting things, I think, is the stories that people tell in the book um, from people like Andy Constable, Andy Pryde, yeah, yeah, who yeah. have moved into areas. Exactly, yeah. And it, it's, not, it's not an overnight fix, is it? No. It takes a while to build up yeah, trust yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But actually, it's, it's being there physically present that's yeah. actually has, has won people's trust in the end. And yeah, and, and I think what's good about these boys is lots of middle-class Christians believe the following lie only people like me can reach people like me and it's just not true it's not even biblical Paul was a Jew of Jews yeah, yeah. go to the Gentiles and so the question is that 
I think people are always looking for excuses of why they can't do it, why they, why they can't move into these communities, but that's all they are, they're excuses. At the end of the day, do we believe that people outside of Jesus Christ are going to hell? And if we do, there's a massive, massive swathes of the United Kingdom where millions of people have not had a gospel preaching church in their communities for decades and they're going to hell and so what are we going to do about it? Great. Well, thanks, Mez, for writing it. It's the least, the last, the lost. You'll be yeah. able to pick up a copy at each of our regional conferences next year. We're taking it with us. Cool. But don't wait. Um, get a copy. In fact, get a copy for each of your elders. Why don't you read it together? That would be a good thing to do, wouldn't it? Cool. Thanks very much for writing it. Well Cheers, done. Mez. Well done for recording. <laughs>